we had season one which was powerful the sister sister series so what's season two all about i'm claire rudolph this is season two of the clear Lani podcast a space inspiring your leadership journey empowering women to live boldly this time I am bringing in bold women, my circle of friends really, and featuring my talks with them. Um, I don't think that there's anyone in the planet who can say that I cannot be a leader, right? You can you can learn learn those skills as well. Well, what what are you all about? I know that you're in the tech field i've heard you speak in, in in some of the sessions and i'm really really looking forward to to hear about your journey and especially your journey as as a woman to get to where you are that's absolutely remarkable sure uh, yeah thank you for first of all inviting me here and for that question um so as you know my name is Mazama Zahib i am originally from pakistan i moved here to us uh, 11 years ago I have been in the tech industry for over 14 years now, which is a really long time for a woman in tech. And um, my journey actually basically um, started uh, my f- first job out of college back in Pakistan, which was a job in a multinational company at that time. Uh, the entire time of like the 14 plus years, I have been in the data and AI space. So really looking into what data sources are and how we can make sense of it and how we can make impact for a business. Um, the first job out of college was in um, in that company and I had to travel a bunch as well as part of it and it was really a great time. I learned a lot. I, I've actually lived and worked in five uh, different countries and three different continents. So, uh, so it's like well-rounded across different cultures and how things work in different places. Um, and uh, yeah, learning learning is the key part of it. Then I moved to US um, just after the recession hit. So I couldn't find anyone who was uh, actually sponsoring visas. So I had some um, time off at that time and also started to kind of look at roles and then a really hard time finding any role. And then eventually one uh, kind of company took a bet on me and they uh, hired me as a contract to hire position which was in T-Mobile so started working there as a data architect and then uh, moved on uh, worked there for a while then moved on to a startup based here in Seattle and then uh, to Nordstrom and then to Microsoft so I've been in Microsoft for now three years so yeah that's pretty much like very high level summary of it have been all types of roles as started as a developer then became the tech lead and right now I am a principal engineering manager at Microsoft so um, so yeah and that's um, like my role or my nine to five job outside of that I do volunteer in a lot of organizations uh, I am a diversity equity and inclusion advocate um, so I'm a president of a global nonprofit, uh, which is Pakistani women in computing I also volunteer with Anita Bjorg, which is the largest women in tech network. So I'm the Seattle community lead for them. I'm also a lead in Women Who Code Cloud. Um, so trying to give back as much as possible, especially for people with diverse backgrounds and who don't have the same opportunity as I have today. 
um yeah i'll stop there and i'll, I'll let you ask more questions <laughs> no that that's quite an amazing amazing journey and i know for example the the sponsorship for visas in in the usa that's quite something cuz they quite a limited amount of of visas that i have that they have um secured just for for that part as as expats i do have a question that's linked to your journey uh, particularly in the career area right because you started off as a software engineer you're in microsoft and then you're climbing the ladder and now you are the principal engineering manager right um, from the lead to the manager how has that evolution been like well, what is one thing that you have taken with you throughout these stages of your career ladder I think some of these kind of role changes and things happen by luck or by accident or you're just not probably planning things and some of these are more planned and strategic in nature where yeah. you are looking at skills and acquiring those skills and you think you're ready for that next big challenge right uh, there's this one thing i heard a few years back which which actually really changed my mindset about it which is about leadership and that's kind of related to this uh, discussion as well uh, which was that leadership is not a title it's an action Yeah. Uh, and when you start believing it um then you start showing up uh, for things beyond your kind of day job or the definition of your day to day kind of work is when you start looking at it beyond that so i truly truly believe in that right so um i was i was a tech lead in my current team and my manager was kind of moving on and at that point they kind of offered me this position to come in and take that um as engineering manager right uh, which i again did not plan for it but i think i was doing that already as a technical lead um and i was taking that ownership for the work and things beyond that also outside of work as well um so to me i think that's important uh, we a lot of people wait for those fancy titles to show up and to sh- to do the things and and a lot of people actually move to these positions for other reasons as well um maybe sometimes for the title or for the money or for the things at the end of the day i think uh, what is the impact that you can make um, as a person versus as you grow into this leadership roles that you can multiply it into like and and fold right that's the ideal goal and i think if you can if you can figure that out what is that for you and how you can kind of scale yourself how you can delegate how you can empower the team that you're working with um that is the right way to kind of evolve into leadership and um and start thinking of it as an action and stop thinking of it as a title oh wow i love the word that you used do you use the word ownership and action um that these are already present from the beginning it's not just bam you wake up and you suddenly need the lead and you have that that action um taking place so that that's really a, a nice analogy to to grasp right um especially for people that are aspiring to to be leaders and don't realize that they already have that ownership because that's kind of what came to my mind that ownership is is there from the beginning on i will you know dwell on that to say well talking about leadership right um what moment in your life defines leadership for you particularly as a woman maybe i shouldn't even say as a woman what moments in your life define leadership for you period <laughs> mm 
Yeah, I, I think that's a really good question when you when you kind of uh, when I look upon that question, I think it's I had really reflect upon my journey and think about like when is that then why when I thought that I was a leader, right? I'll give you a story from my like college days and and then share some perspective from that. So uh, in my college, um, like when I was I was part of this uh, kind of a council, I was a uh, kind of leading some extracurricular activities in my college and doing some other th- stuff there. So I remember that uh, there were some restrictions uh, where I had to go and get approvals from these three different people. And one of them was outside of the city as well. Um, so I kept doing that and I wanted to actually organize an event, uh, which was um, across my college and other colleges and and like a, uh, like a, what is that called like a science fair kind of thing uh, which was to present our projects and I couldn't get the right approvals at the right time but I, I didn't give up right so I kept on going I went on like three different places and I um, found like a team with me and, and eventually I got the approval like um, a month later and eventually I did that event um, so at that point like our dean at college actually uh, a few months later he had um, he um, was in one of the ceremony and my father was there as well and he mentioned it to my father at that time uh, saying that your daughter is a leader and um, I remember that very significantly because um, I didn't even know that he was aware of all of the things that I was doing and uh, he pointed that out and I remember that very significantly that I didn't think of that like as a leader I was just doing what I net what I needed to do to get things done right and I form a team behind me and everybody was behind that vision and then we kind of uh, did it right so um, so when you asked that question I think that that story came to my mind so I think um, there are some traits that you're born with right there are some traits that you evolve and like I think a lot of them are like any other skills right Um, I don't think that there's anyone in the planet who can say that I cannot be a leader, right? You can you can learn learn those skills as well. Um, so uh, with with the different um, kind of steps in your career, um, I would suggest like looking into where are the opportunities where you can add value where you can add value as a person, where you can add value as a leader, right? Uh, and eventually when you realize that, uh, like, I think I love this quote, which is about like leadership is the leader is a person who knows the way, who shows the way and who goes the way, right? Mm-hmm. So really believe in that. Um, when you start thinking about uh, how you can model, how you can model that behavior and others can follow that vision behind you, um, that's where you start that and throughout my career I think there were those snippets where I was doing those things and some most of the time I wasn't aware that I, I am already a leader and I'm doing that and then uh, of course the shift of mindset is important for you for me it was important for me to understand that I am ready and I can do this and yes um, uh, you you kind of go beyond your um, your role and things like that and and if you look around in your role or career wherever whichever stage you are you'll always find opportunities um, I was mentoring a lot of folks from a lot of remote areas from around like in Nigeria and Pakistan and other places and I was like mentoring those especially young women and girls Um, and uh, I and that was like by myself but then I got this opportunity from um, like the nonprofit, and I could realize but that being a leader I can show the way right I can I can pave the way for other people and groom them into leaders as well so 
so i think all of that uh, throughout the journey of like my career um, there have been things that i've done strategically to figure out like what's the right move but there are things that just happened and uh, sometimes you don't know you're doing that as well so uh, i think it's important for anyone who's listening or who's who's going to uh, benefit from it to understand that what are those opportunities around you where can you make that impact what does that that matter to you right uh because the times where i felt the leadership um that i was doing something is is where i felt that was aligned with my passion uh whatever is the things that matter to me um i think that's where your heart is your soul is and that's where you will see the most impact as well um so if you can figure out that for yourself i think you're already on the right track i i I like that you you brought this you know father daughter moment like you already you you are already a leader and and doing the things of 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 a leader he he had said um I will pack this question but I I'm I was, I'm dying to ask it now but I'm like no not yet not yet because I want to sort of dive into that rawness right what are some of those muscles that you have had to to grow particularly in the tech world as a woman i have to say as a woman because there're not a large percentage of women that make it into senior management um especially in the tech world so i believe it's something that we should talk about in terms of how how you have um you know grown to to be there you spoke about being being you know being born with certain attributes and you already sort of embodied some of those by you know bringing teams together rallying them behind a vision etc um what are some of the things that you have also had to build up that you connect to leadership that have helped you to be a good leader where you are right now Yeah um I think it's uh, to me it, it's a journey right I don't think I'm there yet I've still a lot to learn uh, from a lot of like these folks and all of that that are around me uh, the first thing I would say is like you have to surround yourself with the right folks right you need all of all of the help that you can get uh, which involves your mentors your allies and your sponsors right understanding the difference is also important uh that is one thing that earlier on in my career i didn't even know there were three different terms for three different types of folks like if i need them there were of course like already my mentors were there uh but i wasn't like having any uh, like i didn't know they were my mentors in some cases as well and you don't need an official title but you need to have those folks around you mm-hmm. when you have a problem you have a question you have an issue you want to discuss with them and all types of things like as a leader as a manager uh could be technical problem it could be strategic problem it could be other things so that's one the people aspect is important um the other thing is about traits so just evaluating yourself on a, on a regular basis to figure out what is what are your gaps so i almost mentioned it to a lot of my mentees all the time is that uh, i do this swot analysis how you do it for products like what are your strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats i do it for myself to figure out over time what are the things that are there there are the opportunities for me or things i have to grow in it could be a technical skill it could be um, leadership it could be any any kind of things right understanding that and making sure i know and i'm aware of those things and sometimes i ask these questions to my kind of close friends and mentors like where do you think i have the opportunity to grow as well um so having that growth mindset that uh, is really important um and always evolving because whatever technology you're working on today 
three years, five years from now, it might have evolved. Like, and that's what I saw in my career as well. Every three to five years, there's something new, and you have to kind of learn and grow into that as well. Uh, but if you have that uh, that muscle, that mindset of like growing and learning um, for yourself and everybody around you, if you let's say become a leader and you have a team, then you have to support that from the team perspective because it's not just about you anymore. It's about bringing the team with you, bringing the stakeholders with you, bringing the right strategy for you. Um, the last thing um, I would mention is to is to kind of change some certain things. So growing up, coming from a very, I would say, um, traditional background where girls cannot say no, girls have to abide by the um, like going back to your woman uh, related to the tech and woman in tech question. It's important that you have to understand um, those are the kind of those are the things I was trained on, right? So I still to this day I kind of struggle sometimes to when to say no, when to when to be assertive um, and when to kind of uh, know that, I mean, I, I own this place, like I can speak up, I can say these things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something it's really hard because those were not the things I was brought up because I was like in my culture, of course, I was rewarded for being the nice one, being the quiet one, being the um, things like that, right? So those are the things I think, um, and, and still to this day, there are situations where let's say I'm the only woman in the room or only minority and only any any situations like that. So you have to kind of come o- overcome your imposter syndrome in those situations and think about like you have earned this space. You know where, why you are here and you can do it, right? That's the important piece. And 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 have that mindset that you will grow and you will learn. And even if you, have, if you lack certain skills, you will work towards that and get to that. So I think those are, um, that's where I kind of uh, share, I would share that um, to think about like where your gaps are, where you want to go, and then do understand what your limitations are and what, what are the things you need to work on from skills perspective as well. And all types of skills, not just technical skills as well. Mm-hmm. That's actually quite, quite powerful, especially you mentioned the, the non-technical technical skills. Mm-hmm. So you've told me a little bit about your your childhood right like the example this memory with your father um who when you look back right into your into your childhood um i bring this up particularly because a lot of the things that i hear from from leaders today uh people managing teams and in one way or the other or, or leading visions etc is they do draw from from some of these childhood memories um, and sometimes some have had to also deal with with certain uh, perspectives in their childhood where you're also talking about unlearning certain things right and putting the the team structure and strategy first before yourself especially as you now walk into this leader role the team sort of is coming first the the vision the goal when you look into your childhood i don't want to draw into like the deep dark secrets but if you would like to i also happy to hear those <laughs> yeah. but but you know really um i bring this up why because today a lot of young kids especially young girls grow up um, with the idea that to be successful or to win they need to have manly attributes or whatever so the girl child um, 
has a lot that they could learn from from the women who are leading today. If you were to draw into your childhood, um, what was leadership for you then? Who was leadership for you? And what were some of the traits that you saw at that time that you took with you till today? Yeah, um, question. <laughs> definitely. I will. I would like to share like some of my childhood and like um, some of the stories, or maybe just some some things that 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 still stay with me. And I think those are the things that I drive on, as you mentioned, uh, for different things. So a um, little bit about that. Like I'm the eldest of four siblings, right? And uh, my father was the eldest in his family. So you'll mention you'll see me mention my father a bit. Um, I actually wrote a blog about his journey, uh, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the 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 point is like I think uh, growing up he was one of those guys or he's one of those people he is um, that kind of people that uh, supported his family and his uh, kind of sisters and anyone like at that time when there was no such thing like even for education he believed that education is the key like in my culture people like uh, do like buy dowry for their daughters to get them married mm-hmm. and all of that he mm-hmm. said. Yeah, he said my dowry, dowry to you is the education, right? So he he was my is, is still my role model, and uh, and and then of course my mother also supported that. Um, and the other thing was that I remember like uh, going back again to my childhood, like when the first time I was choosing computer science over biology, uh, he asked me this question like, why do you want to do that? And I literally did not know the answer. Like I was like, maybe it's cool, that's why I want to do it. I don't know. Uh, but then he he asked me and being mean and that that thought in my mindset like why do you want to do something like always ask those questions why why are you motivated towards certain things versus something else and think about those and those questions always stayed in my mind whenever I was choosing um, any any of these kind of journey and paths and decisions when when they come my way right um, the the other part of that is um, is like I came I come from a middle class family we did not have a lot of money around right we had to kind of make choices based on the decisions we were doing um, I remember like I had to buy a computer and like he said like he will save money and buy the best for me right um, I also remember like how we had to wait for like hours sometimes to get like internet card that we used to recharge right and then I had to wait um, there was this sound that everybody in the house used to hear that somebody is connecting to the internet so um, the kids these days of course they don't uh, in some situations they don't have that uh, issues internet wi-fi computers like mobile phones they have access to information and at like their fingertips so all of that was kind of not easy right there was a struggle to even get to the information then coming on to my kind of college days and I had to publish my research I remember again getting onto internet finding the right uh, place to get to that and then eventually um, I had to send this email to 200 plus people to find out what's the best way because there was nobody who can guide me right like I didn't I couldn't find anyone who can guide me in this area of field that I was doing and um and uh, I sent this email to 200 plus people. I remember like seven of those, those folks responded and those seven are still in my network. So I still connect with them. Um, so so growing up, all of these things, I think they kind of um, molded the way. So that's why I do believe in mentorship, that followership and like providing opportunities to folks who don't have the same as you, right? Um, those are the things that drive me. Um, those are the things why I volunteer at a lot of the, these places and figure out like what can I do to add value to others? What can I provide them the opportunities? Um, so um, so yeah, I think all of that is kind of um, 
is is kind of the root of it uh, one other quote i would just say that my father still states that is that uh, like he's seen intelligent people fail but hardly any hard working people fail right so if you if you have a goal if you really work hard towards that um you can go and achieve anything right so um so that's something that has been part of my kind of my dna showing up for your goals working every single day being consistent about those things and um those are the things i think that matter to me uh, to this day um yeah um, i think those are some things i wanted to share from my childhood and how i learned these things and how i want to continue to kind of give back uh, to others as well that's so lovely that's so lovely one quick question hard work or smart work how do you define that the these two for you that's a really good uh, question i think uh, to me it's a combination of both there are days where smart work will not get you anything some sometimes like when I, how i define how, maybe it's a definition difference as well how i define hard work is like showing up right being consistent no matter what goal you have let's say if you have a goal to lose 10 pounds the hard work is to show up um, every single day or every single like every other day to the gym or whatever and 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 do that and if you don't do that no matter whatever smart smart work you want to do let's say you want to do once in a while something like it will not work so you have to be consistent uh to me it's a combination of those things and then uh choosing the right battles that's where the smart work comes into being right um let's say you have five priorities on your list you have to figure out what is the highest priority with the most impact um that you can make with the time that you have or the resources that you have um so that's where smart work work uh, plays into uh, being important so i do believe it's a combination i know uh, folks right away would say either it's smart work or hard work but i think it's a, it's a combination it varies by the task at hand and and what you're trying to do um as a leader um if you're like being smart of course is the most important thing you have to be smart about the choices the strategy the things that you're taking on the things that you're leading your teams to teams to take on as well right um that's where you have to and then having a backbone behind it that's also important when to say no when to say that this is not important for our current uh, work and how you can make an impact on the long run right in the long run those are the kind of important things You talk about strategy. I've heard that word quite a lot. What's on your strategy palette um in terms of you know paving the way and leading especially in difficult moments? What 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 would be your three things that you pull out on on strategy? The word strategy comes up a lot, right? Um one needs to be strategic um in order to to prioritize, right? Um what comes So when when you're looking at maybe some of the most difficult decisions that you've made uh how has strategy played a role and when you say strategy uh, what should somebody who's maybe not so familiar with this oh what is it then what is the strategy that I need to work on right in order to to pave my way as a leader what would you tell that person especially yeah. when navigating difficult situations which women face a lot in in the corporate especially corporate workplaces 
Yeah, I think to me, strategy is to kind of focus all your efforts and time in the right way and where you want to go and achieve your goals or whatever the vision or mission you have. It applies to both personal life and professional life, anything else you do as well, right? So to me, um, to me, it's uh, first, it's very important to understand like what is the vision, wh- why are you doing it, the why behind things. Um, it, it again applies to all of the things that you do uh, as well. If you understand the why, the how becomes easy, right? How you can go and do that. Um, that's 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 been the case that I've seen in almost everything that that comes into my plate or or, or I have to work on. Uh, the the how I kind of tell this to other folks is to kind of plan or think about like. A lot of people ask this question like where do you want to be in three years or five years i don't say that from that perspective i i ask this from this perspective what is that the mod- that matters the most to you and where do you want to see that grow in like in next few years and what can you do today to get to that right uh, that's that's where you have to strategize you have to plan you have to kind of uh, work towards it because some of these things like as i mentioned all of these opportunities might fall into your plate with luck and other things others you have to strategically work towards them um, to learn towards those either understanding your skill gaps understanding the right opportunity the right team the right company and and go towards that um, so it's it's important uh, that you evaluate that and then plan your life your future uh, and and do the right actions uh, towards it, right? Because um, it's easy to plan, but the, there's this other quote that I mention a lot, like ideas are easy, execution is everything, right? Because everybody has a bunch of ideas, but mm-hmm. there are only a few folks who can really succeed because they really take actions on that. Um, so that's how I look at it, like how, how do you strategize? And that applies to your team, your work, your personal goals and other things as, as well. I actually um, plan a lot. Like I plan my day, my week, uh, things mm-hmm. that matter to me. I do reflect on them as well. I, I look at like what went well, what didn't went well, what could I have done differently. Um, and I ask others around me to give me feedback as well. So that's important for you to kind of grow uh, and, and be kind of uh, open about those things as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 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 And I, I, I love that because then you, you're really talking about, you know, getting hands on, getting into the execution, which is where 90% of, of the work um, is um, when you talk about ideas uh, and that not being the, you know, the source to, to the success that you see, but really the, the execution, the strategy that you lay out there. Going, going on to... We, we talk, talked about your childhood. We talked about these significant moments, particularly um, with your father coming up a, a lot. Um, I'm going to go the other side. What would you tell your daughter um, or any young girl today, uh, particularly when it comes to, to leadership, if they would um ask what is leadership what is their role in leadership as young young women young girls today
yeah um i would start like i think a lot of people say that dream big and go like those <laughs> things i would say dream big but do the hard work do the steps towards that and go and kind of go and achieve that if somebody says no to you you challenge almost everyone every stereotype that you grow across and then you go do it um it's the uh, it's really really important to have that self confidence which a lot of young girls starting very early the stereotyping and everything like no matter where you go in the world uh we other people's kind of other people define what we are good at right uh what we should be doing and what we should not be doing it's really really important that you kind of understand that that's not how you should be and and you are the one who defines your future nobody else can tell you like what is that for you um and it's really really hard again going from like any kind of society and any of the societal pressures and things like that around you um i i learned it almost halfway through my life that i can say no i can do that um so i really really wish that i somebody had told me earlier on and that's something i do tell my daughter um and i want to say that to other girls no matter where they are that uh, you define your future you take actions upon them and 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 believe in yourself and go for it i love that i love that really having the the power that the power is really in your hands um to navigate and to say no that is such a difficult thing i know because yeah i i also come from a culture where it wasn't it wasn't proclaimed to to say no especially to people who are elderly um that was really sometimes a no go and it's something that i've also had to to learn um as i went went on you know you you speak about hard work and i feel like it's something that comes up a lot right the the hard work one needs to do the work you need to do the action you need to to be hands on to to get going i have um a yes or no question is as as women as a woman um is it true that you have felt that you have had to work much more than male peers to be where you are that is true oh my goodness i was hoping you'd say no <laughs> i was hoping you'd say no <laughs> yeah i i think that is true uh there are as i said like sometimes still uh like places that i end up where i have to like people would not take me seriously because of my age or let's say i'm the youngest one or i'm the only woman or yeah. whatever like my intersectionality of like accent that i have or how i look or all of these things right uh where you have to really um go beyond like other folks who are around you don't have to do the same right you have to really take take those steps for sometimes to be really get like to really get heard um and that's not the case with anyone i do believe that people with minority backgrounds diverse backgrounds have to do that extra work uh to show up mm mm-hmm. mm i'm 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 really grateful for the for the honesty because that's also the the candor that we need um especially as we go forth to to conversations or lead conversations on equality right um to be very candid on on yeah one does need or it does feel um that one has to do more and it's not even feel 
um, a lot of people, actually 100% of the time, women say, yes, they've had to work um, twice as much and the intersections as well, not just women, mm -hmm. but all the intersections we have. Um, building up on that, right? Um, talking about talking about the hard work, talking about this being heard, having to to step out to be heard, especially when you're intersecting with with a lot of lot of things um, that you brought up, like the accent, being a woman, being from a different culture, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and one still needs to be heard in order to be effective. We were talking today about the power of voice and communicating effectively. And one of the questions that we asked in a, in a group of women was, how have they found their voice? Or, or how are they finding and building their voice? Um, and this is something that I'd also love to hear from you. How have you built your voice? How have you found your voice? What are um, two things that have really supported you to be heard uh, in the spaces that you navigate in um, and also to hear yourself in the areas that you keep growing into. How have you found your voice? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, I think there are two things, or as you mentioned, about two things that I can mention here. Um, there's the first thing, which is that self-confidence or overcoming your own imposter syndrome. Every single time when you are going through that, and a lot of us go through that, and it's not just for women versus men, or I mean, it, it's true for anyone as well, that we have to overcome that that self-doubt that we have like we are not good enough or we cannot do this or oh i shouldn't speak up in this meeting because some senior leader is there um or i i don't know enough so should i ask this question or not um, i mean those are simple examples and they could be super complex as you grow higher uh, in your career as well um, so first thing is those right and there's no single answer for that like everybody faces this in very different ways people have so many different types of like we are very human beings are super complex right so you have to understand what your limits are and why it's coming in uh, coming in at this point and how you can kind of uh, show up as an authentic self in those situations uh, where you are true to your values and you can still be yourself and then speak up and have that voice right um, that's the first piece which is your self kind of struggle or self-evaluation self-confidence that I think almost everyone goes through uh, it's just the level of it is different in different places and in different uh, parts uh, different levels of your careers as well um, so first you have to do that second piece is um is have the right support system, right? I, I do truly believe in that. Uh, there's a support system you're born with, uh, which you might be lucky that you might have somebody who supports you or who has the back, uh, like who backs you up in all of these situations. And then there's a support system you can build. Uh, there are today at this day and age, you have the digital like first, like you can reach out, you can, you can connect with so many folks on the internet, um, professional and personal, right? So you can build that community, you can find people like you or even sometimes people who are not like you to get their opinions as well because I do believe that's important um, so looking finding that support system finding that right voice right people around you is important a lot of times when you eventually are in the corporate world or let's say in the um, in the, in, in the any, any big organizations you again need those voices around you 
who can support you even when you're not in your in that room and they can they can talk on behalf of you as well so those are the folks like who are your sponsors and allies right and then you need folks who you can bounce ideas off like mentors or or coaches or anyone who can tell you um uh, that this is what i'm going through have you seen this experience before if not they they will find somebody for you right so you need folks all of those folks around you and the support system around you mm-hmm. uh this these both things don't work on its own you can be the most confident person but if you don't have the right folks around you you will not get to places where you want to be um so again again those two things i think are important uh, if you think from that perspective um I think you can you can overcome most of the challenges that come your way. Mm-hmm. I I really love that the the relationships part building allies um networking finding people to to spar with um and um Asma how have you build those allies you know well, what's one secret to this networking networking you know especially finding mm-hmm. allies in the in the corporate um how have you done that or maybe they're not in the corporate yeah i i don't think there is one single ingredient to it right i think uh, i there's two things i believe very strongly one a lot of people think it's like a transaction i mean it it, it is definitely a kind of a transaction where you give and take mm-hmm. a lot of focus is on the take piece um, there is nobody i don't think anybody is going to show up and say that i want to mentor you right you have to give first before you can take yeah. um so what do you add value um no matter what level of your career you are at right and then uh, there are things that you have to be you have to be really good at what you do of course right and that's that's beyond anything but then you have to um, you have to think how that relationship is important in that sense to kind of show up a lot of people send like these cold messages on linkedin and other places where they would like uh, like connect with me when they need a job or something like that for example so why should again the question is why should i invest in your career if i don't know anything about you right um so build these things like the the networking the relationships this is incremental um so i am still in like very good uh, connection with my first manager out of college right the first job i started with um how do you keep those connections warm how do you make sure you are up to date in what's going on because the tables can turn as well right the same person who was let's say your supervisor many many years ago could not be like the same level today so how do you how do you learn over time how do you grow into those relationships how do you give give first then take um that those are the kind of things you you need to understand um how do you add values to other around you a lot of my mentees let's say a few years back are really good friends now right um so it's important that you continue that uh, and over time people will come and go not everybody would stick around everybody has different motivations things like that but you really over time will build upon those relationships will build upon those connections and and go from there um i do have regular sayings with a lot of these folks uh, on on some some schedule which can vary totally some people like i meet every 6 months some people it's every month uh, but you you have to keep up with that and make sure you are up to date and they are up to date what's going on and always go kind of prepared also right in a sense like what is that you want to get out of it and what what is that they will get out of it as well um so those would be kind of some tips i will give um on this general idea of networking building relationships um and and 
and i do want to say one last thing which is like it doesn't have to be official titles like it doesn't have to be somebody who's your mentor or allies or sponsors people who who see your work who are around you when they when you go through different let's say challenges in life they will stick around if you if you provide them enough uh, value for their time as well right so they will stick around and eventually uh, those relationships will grow as well absolutely 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 and and um, i love that on on not putting certain titles to to that really going with with the fluidity of of things and experiencing the the moments giving value value values are where that comes up a lot as well um i would want to know i'm dying to know so if you were to have lunch with one person who would it be any any free card <laughs> who would you uh, have lunch with alakate paid for <laughs> that's a very good question it could be living and dead anyone it could yeah it could be yeah yeah anybody um living or dead <laughs> I I don't know a few people come to my mind but I don't know if like who would be the one um so I'll um I'll definitely would like to have a have a discussion with uh with with basically Grace Grace Hopper so um that's the like she, she was definitely a pioneer um in in the in the field of tech um so we definitely like to kind of meet her <laughs> and uh yeah i mean she she passed away but if she would alive i would definitely like to meet her um yeah i think yeah i would stop there but there are so many others like there's there's all types of other folks that i want to meet <laughs> there are other other folks as well again depending on the interest at that time uh, there's so many visionary leaders um uh, that I would like to talk to. So I like I like the list. That would be a really great get together there. Yeah. So given that there's a whole lot of a conversation on on the power of women in leadership right in in terms of styles etc um i really want to zoom into you and your journey um to understand what is your now and what does your your future sort of outlook look like right um because you're a planner you said it yourself you you love to plan and strategize and set visions etc so what what do your next 5 years look like what's the most important thing to you now and in the next years to come yeah yeah definitely i think there are a few things um like again coming from the background of data and ai there's 
the the industry itself is evolving at a very fast pace yeah. um so definitely want to stay on top of that understand where it is going there's a lot of concerns in like ai ethics space there's there's a lot to be done in that space so i'm personally involved in some projects outside of microsoft uh, in that space so really looking forward where where that goes and what's the shape of that in future um it's still pretty new uh in overall in the area as well like the field itself what what will it take to have more young girls coming into the spaces of leadership and tech in your opinion Yeah, I think it starts early on. It's the encouragement and the steps that earlier on in your age um uh, where you kind of build that muscle um in their brain that they can go and do whatever they want to and I was doing this research which said that like uh, reading this research which said that like by the age of 9 you already have these stereotypes built in kids that what they are good at like how people perceive them and things like that. So so the earlier you can start on that journey um the better uh it's not that others cannot do it it's just that it's much harder for them to do it uh if they're not uh built up so that's why i think we have to start earlier on uh we have to give them the options we have to show the kind of role models to them that you can be this as well if you want to be or even better or your own authentic self like you will bring your own unique self to this as well right so it's it's important to to do that um to showcase that to kind of model that behavior to show them what are the options and where you can take it if you if you really um work towards it and and learn these skills and go towards it as well so yeah i do spend a lot of time with the middle school and high school girls uh, as well so it's important for them to know that and and i don't see a future where there's like there would be anything which would be without technology right technology backs everything that we do today uh even if you don't want to be the coder of uh, on the back end there are so many ways you can impact technology and you can start your journey like very early on as well to understand how technology works and how it can impact the future absolutely absolutely you would say start we need to start young and early to encourage that's a really powerful message be inspired to live in your own power and freedom i wish you that a powerful life where you are your true self I'm Claire Rudo, your host. For now, visit Cleolani platforms and let me know what does it mean to live life powerfully for you. Buzz, buzz, buzz.